0: I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Oh man, I'm so excited. I cannot wait for you to meet Tori Gordon. Tori is someone who has become just one of my favorite people that I've met in the last couple of years. We met her through Brand Builders. So she's a brand builder. She's one of our clients. But she is extraordinary, and she's been doing huge things long before we ever got a chance to get to know her. In 2021, she actually has been one of TikTok's top 100 female creators. She has over 800,000 followers on TikTok. Um, She has transitioned that into a fantastic coaching business, speaking She's doing brand deals. There's a number of things that she's doing. And her content is really around helping people overcome their suffering and find perspective. And it's just super inspiring. She is also a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator. She's been featured in outlets like NBC and Fox News and CBS and Yahoo, Business Insider. And she hosts a podcast called The Coachable Podcast, which is in the top 1.5% of all podcasts globally globally. And it's fun to see that taking off for her and just so many different things that she's working on. And obviously she's an influencer, so she's doing brand deals with big companies like Canva and BetterHelp, et cetera, and just inspiring a lot of people. And more than that, we just think she's cool. And she's someone even like so many of our clients, even though she's a client, it's like somebody that we look up to and we learn from and just felt like you got to meet Tori Gordon and she's got some awesome stuff to share with us. So anyways, Tori, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. That was such a warm intro and it's just fun to be here and have this conversation with you. You're somebody that I very much, you and AJ are somebody, people that I look up to, admire and have learned so much from. So it's fun to have this come full circle and get to chat while we record. So I'm excited for the conversation.
0: Yeah. Thank you, buddy. We totally believe in you. You're easy to believe in. I mean, you have just built, you know. such a phenomenal and loyal following, which we would describe as quickly only because we've been around for 20 years and, you know, it's taken you less time than that. But tell us the story a little bit. I want to hear about TikTok and how you've built that. But before that, tell us a little bit about your personal story and, you know, how you got started and how you figured out what, you know, I know that led to how you figured out what type of content you were going to start producing.
1: Yeah. It's a great place to start. I think for me, I never would have anticipated that I would be having this type of conversation or be doing the work that I do with clients or online ever. If you'd asked me, you know, what would my future look like a couple of years ago? You know, I've been doing this full-time for less than two and a half years. And before that, I was in corporate sales, outside sales. And then I was leading a sales team of about a hundred people in five countries teaching and training them in sales training and onboarding and performance management. And was really kind of growing my career in that that traditional way. And for me, I grew up in Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And so, and I grew up in a family of educators and teachers. My mom and dad were both professors at the university level. And so it was really always instilled in me the value of education and learning and being a student of life. And, you know, I never really had a clear... Idea though, growing up, of what I wanted to do. And so I fell into sales, like I fell into a lot of things early in my life, looking for other people to tell me who to be and what to do. I got my degree in social work at the time because a friend of mine said, Hey, it's easy and it's interesting. Come get this, you know, this degree. It's an easy A. And It was in college that my sister was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. She's 21 at the time. So I was for the first time experiencing a lot of upheaval in my life and just felt kind of lost at that season about who I was and what I wanted and felt like I needed to stay close to home because of everything that was going on. And over a couple of years, you know, I lost my sister, lost her battle with cancer. We lived through a massive F4 tornado that came through our hometown in Tuscaloosa And then my mom was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer and those losses just kind of piled up on each other to the point where after my mom passed away 10 days after my 27th birthday, I kind of looked at my life and I looked around this beautiful house that I owned at 26 and the money that I had made and all of the things, all of the boxes that I had checked that I thought were going to make me happy. And I felt alone. I felt empty. And I didn't know what, if I were to have been the one to have died genuinely, like what would I have left behind? Would anybody care? Like, did I make an impact? Did I have a powerful influence on people in a positive way? And obviously my mother and sister did in so many ways, not just on my life, but so many other people. And it set me on this path of really trying to figure out what my legacy would be, what did I want to be remembered for and how did I want to leave the world a better place than I found it. And so that required me to do a lot of personal healing and get to know myself in a whole new way and give myself permission to do things I'd never done before. And so my journey really started From a selfish place of really trying to figure out my life path and purpose and what I needed, it began with starting a podcast just to talk about the things that I was learning personally in my journey. And that evolved very quickly. I actually got a call from my corporate boss and her boss right after I launched my podcast back in 2019 saying the first thing they said was, we saw that you launched a podcast and we're disappointed. (laughs) Really? Really? Yeah. And they told me, you know, we, this looks like it takes a lot of time. How do we know you're not, you know, doing this on the side? We want you to be fully committed to this company and nothing else. And it was very clear that they hadn't listened to the show because they had no idea what I was talking about on it. And they Mm -hmm. made a lot of accusations. And so it was clear then, I think my life started to open up this natural path of saying, if you really want to pursue this, you're going to have to have a deep commitment and courage to do something new, but you need to learn how to trust yourself. And so after that conversation, I put in my two weeks notice and I started on this entrepreneurial journey that I've been doing the last two and a half years, but had no idea it was one of those jump out of the plane and build the parachute on the way down kind of things.
0: Wow, I mean, so I I wanted to share that story for so many reasons, because it's just, it's such a powerful story. And there's, I think when people think of like, you know, oh, TikTok, or they're a TikToker, you know, it's easy to go, oh, it's somebody who, you know, just wants fame or just, you know, waste their life away in video. Or like we have all these really stupid preconceived notions of like what that means. I think specifically for brand builders and our community of mission-driven messengers, I mean, obviously one of the things that we say all the time is you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. Your story is such a beautiful one of going, you're just using the tools of the day to help people walk through pain that you have already experienced. And I think it's really important for people to catch that it's like, it's not vanity. It's not even entertainment. It is, you're just using a vehicle to reach a lot of people to try to help those who are going through something like what you've been through. I mean, to lose your mom and your sister and have a tornado that magnitude all within a few years. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. Tori.
1: Yeah, it was a lot. And I didn't, you know, mention the three grandparents and the uncle and all the other people who passed in that time. So there was a lot that was going on. And to your point, I think a lot of people do, we have these ideas in our head about what it means to be on social media. It's funny. I was having a conversation in a discord channel the other day with a venture capitalist who was asking me about tiktok and i was saying it would be an amazing opportunity for him to get global exposure and just to become kind of known as an expert in his space even if you're not you're not selling you know your services on the platform you're just letting people know who you are and it's funny that no matter where people are in their journey there's all of these ideas that people have about Oh, people would think of me. What he said is people to me immediately think I'm phony. People would think what he's really saying is people would judge me. And I'm afraid of that. And the other piece is how many of us don't think our ideal client is out there. And for me, it was really, you know, before I was even thinking about selling to an audience or converting people that watch my content into clients or anything like that, it was just, I have a story and a message that I feel like can help somebody. And if I had had somebody, there were people in my life that I listened to that really encouraged me to do the work on myself that I needed at the time. And my goal was just to be a voice, you know, that would encourage people to live a life that they were proud of and to stop avoiding things that they're trying to run from. And I think, yeah, practically, it's just a a smart, strategic move because there's millions upon millions upon millions of people that are on this platform. And the funny thing is, when I got on TikTok, it wasn't really strategic. TikTok actually reached out to me and they said, hey, it was in the middle of the pandemic. It was traditionally known as a young kids platform with that a lot of kids were on dancing and doing trends like that. And they noticed a need in the market. There are so many people that are at home that can't go anywhere. And we want to educate and inspire people through our platform. So can we bring content creators to create educational and inspirational content across all these different industries? And I was one of them. And then I just, for the first 30 to 40 videos, was completely doing something I'd never done before there was this huge permission slip there because no one I knew was on TikTok at the time. So I just was doing something that was a little bit new and a little bit fresh and ultimately resonated with people.
0: So let's do talk about TikTok a little bit in terms of why do you think you grew so quickly? What can people learn from that? What do they need to know about it? I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, it started as a dance thing it's still very dance driven. Mm-hmm. They're, they're music is still very musically driven in, in a lot of cases. And so uh, one of the reasons that I love highlighting your story is you don't do anything close to that. Your videos are moving and profound and deep. Like they are, I mean, you're talking about deep issues and trauma mm-hmm. and mental health and like these kinds of things. And so, you know, your profile is evidence or proof that it doesn't have to be a certain type of content Right. Yet I know that you've also put a lot of thought and work into it and probably made a a mistake here and there. So can you just like walk us through that a little bit?
1: Yeah, I think definitely early on, I was trying to figure out what my voice was going to be on this platform because the thing about TikTok, if you're coming from Instagram or any other social media platform, TikTok at the time really required me to think differently about how I was going to share my message. And what I knew was my sweet spot was, Was really just talking authentically to the camera. And so I started doing that like on my daily walks during COVID. I would have no makeup on and I would just like be telling, you know, sharing a a snippet of my day or something that, you know, I had just listened to in a podcast or something that inspired me. And I think the thing about TikTok is it feels really relatable and raw and real. It's built in such a way that you can create content on the fly and really document your real life as opposed to what we had been traditionally kind of conditioned into, which is perfect feeds and perfect photos and this Mm -hmm. highlight reel. So people were really hungry for authenticity and something that felt genuine. And so regardless of the type of content, I think the thing that helped me was just allowing myself to like put down any mask I wore on any other platform and just show up as me. The thing that really, really does well with audiences on TikTok is feeling like they know the person that they're watching, that you're part of their life or you're part of this journey that they're going on. And just telling a story is one way to really engage an audience and take them on you know, that journey. But yeah, we talk about deep topics. And the thing that I've realized is that trauma doesn't discriminate. You know, everybody has experienced something hard in their life and they're all seasons that that we need support in and can relate to. And that's the kind of content that moves people. It's either funny, it's emotional in some way, whether it it causes you to laugh or to cry or to feel something. Think about all the, the videos you've seen of dogs or the you know, pet of the week. And it just like makes you want to cry. But I just talk about, you know, personal stories. And that's what I encourage other people to do is let people get to know you on a deeper level that they might not see on other platforms.
0: So I have that question for you. So clearly that has been your strategy on TikTok that's worked really, really well for you. And if y'all don't already follow her if you don't know. So if you, it's coach, coach Tori Gordon is her TikTok handle. You've got videos of you crying and on (laughs) camera and stuff. So do you think that that approach doesn't work on other platforms? You know, just kind of like the raw authenticity thing. Do you think it just especially works on TikTok? Do you think that other platforms are migrating that way now or they're not? Did it really just work because you were early to the platform? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just like, I guess, subjectively, what's your sense of that?
1: Well, I'd say since Instagram has rolled out reels, a lot of the things that you see do really well on TikTok are starting to do well on Instagram several months later. So I think there's part, I don't think it's necessarily only on TikTok, but for those who've been on Instagram for a really long time, there has been a way that we've been Condition and used to seeing feeds and content there. So TikTok was, for me, the first platform that kind of was this permission slip to be more vulnerable on social media. But I think that's the way it's trending in general ac- across platforms. People want realness. They want to see that they're. we're tired of that kind of fabricated, airbrushed look all the time. And I think that showing up on Instagram in different ways, whether it's through video content or through other types of posts. But ultimately, what I've experienced in trying to build a personal brand is people want to know you. And TikTok makes it super easy to just post. You can post a large quantity of content so that people can get to know you quickly as opposed to feeling like I can only post one post a day on Instagram, right? It's sort of like taking your Instagram stories and actually posting it so it doesn't go away after 24 hours. So those little snippets into your life that you might post on your story, people actually can go back and kind of track your history and see the things that you've done or the things that you've talked about. And there gets to be kind of this theme of what is this person's content about? Am I going to go there and I'm going to learn something? Am I going to go there? I'm going to be entertained. Am I going to go there and I'm going to be inspired? Am I going to laugh? And people start to go to your profile because they're looking for a certain type of content. And so the thing I love about TikTok is very quickly, the audience will tell you the kind of content that they want to see more of that's just how the algorithm is built there is so that anybody starting out even if you have zero followers you can get organic reach and the TikTok audience will tell you if they like it and then you can do more create more of of that kind of content which is invaluable feedback to get
0: mhm and so do you think that like in terms of the mechanics of the platform the way the videos are edited the, you know, like you're talking a lot about the kind of content and sort of the overall feel Mm -hmm. in terms of the mechanics of what, you know, functions you need to be using. Are there certain things that you would recommend for that? Or is it really just about posting consistently staying, you know, kind of like on a topic, let people see you and that, or is there also some technical things or strategic things that you go, actually, like if you're going to do it, Here's some things about how you want to do it functionally speaking,
1: yeah, definitely record in the app. Make it native to the platform, something that they really, really like when it comes to the algorithm. They've built the platform in such a way that it's easy to record right there in the TikTok app as opposed to recording, you know, with your HD camera and then uploading it and having this perfectly curated video. It's almost better if it's not. A lot of my content has been terribly lit, you know, when I'm walking my dog in the middle of the night or sitting in my car before going to meet a girlfriend for dinner. And it's just like, I just whipped out my phone and I pressed record it, record, and I just started talking. So I wouldn't over, it doesn't need to be overproduced. The other thing I'll say practically is definitely use the text overlay feature because the TikTok algorithm picks up on the text that's written Through the app, and those keywords show up, show the algorithm who to show that piece of content to. So that's really helpful. So if you have keywords such as success or motivation or mental health or anxiety, that's going to dictate kind of who gets to see your piece of content first. And if they like it and they watch it for a significant amount of time, that population is going to grow. Getting people's attention early is another thing. So just practically doing something that kind of hooks people in. And and this is something that's talked about on a lot of platforms, but especially on TikTok, if you're just a user of the platform, you're going to start to notice the types of content that really gets your attention. There's something that happens in the first couple seconds that makes you intrigued. And that can even just be a shift of the camera, like the camera angle that you have or a sound that you make. So using the video like feature within the app, using the text overlay and using keywords. And now I think actually it's becoming sort of SEO driven and keyword driven. So it's actually your videos will show up in Google if you search for certain keywords. So it's similar to what YouTube has done when you're thinking about titles or kind of clickbaity, word choices that's going to help people to click on your your content. So that's one thing you can be thinking about. But ultimately, I say people really like to be taken on a journey. So if you're thinking about the type of content, think about either something you can teach or steps to a process, something like that. Even And it can be around just anything and everything, whether it's, hey, here 10 best things to do on a date or the 10 things you don't want to do on a date. That can be 10 pieces of content right there and people will come back for more.
0: How long does it take you to make a TikTok video?
1: I the bet the shorter the better traditionally. So around, I would say five minutes if you're editing and everything. That I would tell people to do 15 seconds or less for TikTok if you're just getting started. But there's a three-minute feature now and I sometimes use that and those have done extremely well too. But ultimately, I don't overproduce my content. I really try to make it as raw as possible because that's kind of my thing and how people know me. The more edited, the more transitions there are, it actually just doesn't do as well with my audience. They know me for just sitting there and talking to the camera, spilling my heart out and then, you know, letting that be, that be it. I don't really overthink it when, I, when it comes to producing. Uh,
0: talk to you soon. How do you make money from this? Okay. Mm. So this is a question I think that people have, right? Like, you know, you start doing this, you're incorporating it into your rhythm, even if it only takes five minutes. And of course, when you're first learning how to use the app, like what are all the buttons do? It's there's, you know, learning curve. It's a lot of time. There's some risk. I mean, you're putting yourself out there. I mean, I think to the fear of, you know, that VC, that person that you were talking about earlier being judged, I think you will be judged. I mean, you Mm -hmm. will have haters, like you will have some people who show up, but like, so you do all of this. How does it turn into money? (laughs) So talk to us about that.
1: There's several ways. One is just creating content on the platform. Once you have reached, I believe it's still 10,000 followers, you can join the creator's fund, which will pay you based on the number of views that you get. And you just get paid simply for creating content that gets viewed. And That's one way. You can also... That's uh, really
0: cool, by the way, because none of the other... Platforms have that, I don't think, of just like Mm -hmm. we just pay you money based on views alone without an ad running on your video or something.
1: Yep. So that's and that's available for any and everybody. So that's one super easy way. The second is if you have a thousand followers, you can start to use their go live feature. That's one of the best ways to create a real community, having some kind of cadence and consistency around going live so that you're really building relationships with people. And on your lives, people can pay you. So they can pay you through coins. They can tip you just on your videos, on your channel in general. There is an option to add Tips, and so people will just if they like your content, they'll. It's basically like being able to support an artist or something that you like, but you can support a creator through tips. So, going it's like live, a band,
0: like a band playing mm-hmm. at a bar or something, and you just like drop the money into the tip yeah. jar.
1: Yep, and it will surprise you the other day. I just actually added that feature, and I never thought you know anybody would do it. And then I looked another day, somebody had tipped me a hundred dollars. And I was like, wow, that's so amazing. So I really felt compelled to reach out to that person and start a relationship with that person and just thank them for their generosity. But you'll be surprised. you know. I think especially as content creators, we forget how much of an impact we really do make on people and how one piece of content can be the thing that inspires someone to quit a job or leave a relationship or start a business or ask for help or whatever it is. And people feel indebted to you when you've been kind of that voice that that was guiding them in a time that they really needed it. And they want to give back and they want to say thank you in the ways that they can. So whether that's through lives or tips, that's one way that you can monetize it. And then as you grow, there are so many brands that want to collaborate with content creators on TikTok. It really is video is the next thing that's really being pushed on social media. We moved from photos, to video, and now into whatever the metaverse will be in the future. (laughs) But right now, TikTok is the best place for small businesses to really grow their audience and their business, but also bigger brands to connect and collaborate with content creators. So there's lots of ways you can monetize as a personal brand or as a small business. Just by promoting and talking about your product, if you are a small business, I've seen so many people just completely blow up to the point that they can't fill orders because they started to share about the story behind their business, why they started it, you know, the struggles that they were facing, the process of creating something as unique as you know glass blown ornaments or metalwork or just whatever your uniqueness is, you get to really show that off and people want to support what the types of content that they they enjoy watching.
0: I love that. That's simple. That's a lot of different things. I mean, you got the creator fund, you have the tip function, you've got brand deals, and then you have basically just driving your audience to buy your thing, which is kind of the world that we live in at -hmm. Brand Builders Group is going like build an audience, add value, develop trust, and then show them how you can go to the next level. To that point. So just real quick, how did you find Brand Builders Group? Like, how did you find us? Why did you reach out to us? Like, tell us a little bit about that journey.
1: Yeah. Well, like I said, there are people in our lives that kind of point the way and show us. I always look to people who are are doing the thing I want to be doing. And as many listeners of the show know, like Lewis houses is is probably one of those people for many of us who we've watched and admired and, and listened to and I remember hearing you on Lewis's show and seeing all the things that he has built. I wanted to work with somebody who could guide me in terms of all of these opportunities I was kind of naturally getting anyway. I didn't know where to focus my attention or my time or my energy. And it had felt like in a year and a half or two years of doing this, I had been piecemealing it all together and trying to hire somebody for you know a website and hire a branding person and hire somebody to help me with ads or whatever it was and what i really needed was a mentor what i really needed was somebody who could who had done it before and then could provide me with the advice and the the guidance and the network that i needed and when i heard lewis talk about it obviously i checked you guys out got on a call and it was an immediate yes for me. I didn't know any other business model or company like Brand Builders existed before. And I really don't think that there are many out there that do it at the level that you guys do it. But it was one of those things I was like, how quickly can I get involved and start to be part of this community? Because I could see the value in it from the start. And it's only allowed me to accelerate the growth that that I'd already built up into that point and see a longer term vision for how is this going to be sustainable over time.
0: Yeah. I love that. Cause I think that's one of the, you know, some people we work with are like brand new in their journey and it's like, help me get clear on all this. Somebody like Lewis is obviously way far down the path and it's more of like, help me sort out my options. But I think with everybody, we're always trying to play that long game and go like, how do you make this substantive, not just viral or, you know, a flash, but like a true sustainable career, you know, when meeting people like you and hearing your story is just, it's like, you should be, I mean, there's such a need for what you're doing. And it's been, I think, you know, AJ's heart and mine in our teams, like has been the first couple of years of brand builders group, I think have been a lot about the curriculum. You know, we're just trying to formalize, like you're saying, like, how have we built what we've built and helped the people that we have and like turning it into a process But I think the next generation of brand builders is really about community. Mm-hmm. And it, I love when I was chatting with you just before we started and you're like, I just saw Hillary and I just saw Anton. And like, I was trying to connect with you. I was that like, I missed you when I was in Atlanta, but like, I think that that is potentially, you know, going to be a big, you know, really where the power is going forward. So I think it's awesome that you're humble enough to want to be a part of that. And then to see you reaching out to people, Tori, and like building relationships with the other members has been awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I think about investing now, as opposed to when I was initially investing in coaches or, or mentors or programs early on, the motivation has definitely shifted a bit. Now, obviously I care about the curriculum, but I really care about the people that are in the community. Who am I networking with? Who can I learn from? Who can I support and how can I collaborate with them? That's really so much value that you guys bring on top of everything else that you teach is just attracting really powerful purpose-driven leaders together. And that when you get people like that together, there's just synergy and so many ideas that form and how can we do this? And that's really exciting for me because as a entrepreneur that has built an online business, it can feel super isolating. And like, you're the only one and you only get to connect with people, you know, via the internet and that's great. And sometimes you want to go deeper and that's what we get to do. And what I've, I've had the opportunity to do with other brand builders, which has been really amazing.
0: I love that. That just fills me up. And, you know, I've got no doubt, like, You know, if I could buy stock in somebody, I'd buy stock in Tory Gordon because it's just like the trajectory of where you're going and and the people that you're hanging out with inside our community. It's like you quickly spot the ones who are willing to do the work and willing to spend the time and get to know each other. Speaking of the future, just while I have you, I know we way over time, but you mentioned the metaverse. This is something I've started paying attention to a little bit. You know, I was late to the game with Facebook, definitely missed the boat on Instagram, missed the boat on TikTok podcasting was the one thing that I kind of caught the wave early, but then we ended up selling the podcast when we sold the company. And so that disappeared, you know? And so Mm -hmm. we haven't been in position to kind of catch a wave in a while. And one of the things I'm starting to look at is the metaverse. And as much as I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I understand it. I can't help, but go, I feel like this might be something we need to pay attention to lest we miss the boat again. And so Just because you've been riding that wave out there, like, do you have any thoughts on what's ahead and what you think is coming? Like, a little bit about that.
1: Like you, I have my hesitations and my fears around what the future holds, but I have learned to follow where the young people go. And I'm not, I know I'm still young, but the kids are kind of on that cusp of what's coming and what's new. And it's, there, it's crypto and it's the metaverse and it's NFTs. And I actually heard an interview that you did with, I think Tom Bailu talking about NFTs on success, uh, successes page on Instagram. And that kind of got my wheels turning. And so I started to do my research and we just invested in our first NFT and metaverse project over the weekend, which I'm really excited about because the truth is, I do think that's where we are headed. And like you said, it's about getting in early and really adopting the technology and just accepting that this is kind of where the future is heading, that the sooner I can accept that and get on board with it, the sooner I can also help to shape it and what that's going to look like. And so if we're going to be, you know, meeting virtually in the future then that means I can help to create a safe space for people to do that and to connect and engage in a way that is nourishing and is supportive. And that's the things that really excite me is being part of something that's being built so that I can have a hand in part of that conversation. In, in and what, what does that look like in the future? And Typically, in my experience, the kids are the ones that are leading the charge on that. And so I'm going to kind of keep my eye out for where they're headed and what what they're into and do my research like everybody else. We None of us really know, but I'm learning along with everybody just like you.
0: Love it. I love it. Well, Tori, that's enlightening. And just, yeah, I mean, that's how I feel. It's like I used just for so long, I've been, I was always the youngest, the young guy, the young kid, the youngest one in the room. And now I look back and go, wow, I'm not that guy anymore. And pretty soon I'm going to start being the old guy and the oldest person in the room. And so I just admire how you're learning and growing. And just like even when you're saying, looking to the young people and, So thank you for your trust. Thanks for the opportunity for letting us shape, you know, some of the direction of what you're up to. We know it's going to be huge, huger, even huger than it is. (laughs) And, you know, where do you want people to go to connect with you? If they want to like follow you and stay in touch with you and see what you're up to.
1: Yeah. Love to connect with you guys. I'm on social Instagram, TikTok. I'm coach Tori Gordon. You can also go to my website, ToriGordon.com, find out all about me and would love to give you guys access. We've been talking about a lot about success and how to get there. But one of the things I really teach a lot about is is how to make that sustainable long-term. And so I've got a free training. If you guys are interested, you can grab that on my site and we'll, I'm sure we'll put it in the show notes or something. So you can guys can get access, but ToriGordon.com is the best way to learn more.
0: I love it. Yeah, we will. We'll link up to all of that. We'll be following you on the TikTok and maybe looking out for you in the metaverse here at some point. (laughs) And uh, hopefully seeing you at a Brain Builders group event live. We we got about half our events live in person next year. So that's good. And we just, no matter what, we're just know we're pulling for you and praying Mm -hmm. for you and wish you the best. Thanks so much for sharing your story.
1: Thanks for having me, Roy.